Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. Every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Since the beginning of filmmaking, there has been a void, the female voice. The industry and society at large has looked the other way as women have been excluded from so many elements in the world of filmmaking. Give Me an A features 17 films created by 17 filmmakers to recount the returning of Roe v. Wade through a multitude of different stories. As the film is fully committed to address the attack on women's rights, all proceeds from the screenings, by the way, will be donated to a nonprofit organization in their local market. Again, the film is called Give Me an A. We're joined today by the director, Natasha Halevi, as well as two of the actors from Give Me an A, Molly C. Quinn and Jennifer Holland. To all of you, welcome to Film School Radio. Before we get too far into our conversation, I do want to mention that the film is being released through the production company of Fractal Clouds, and that is, I believe, yours, right? A group of us all got together and, and made the film, um, you know, logistically, it does live under Fractal Clouds, which has over the years been something, a place where I've specifically put projects that are female focused. Um, it started off with a weird little thing called Lunch Break Feminist Club that was kind of during this era right before the Me Too movement, where we were all like dealing with what is feminism and what are women's rights and is it cool to be a feminist or not? And, you know, historically there's been a big ebb and flow of like when it's cool to be a feminist and when it's not. And like the sixties and the seventies, there was a big movement forward and the eighties kind of like put that to a halt. And, you know, it's been a real interesting ride being a, being a woman in the United States. <laughs> um, I, let me let me more formally introduce the rest of our guests today. Natasha Alevi is the organizer, the ringmaster of this wonderful enterprise of bringing together 17 filmmakers for Give Me an A. We're also joined today by two of the actors in the film. That would be Molly Quinn or Molly C. Quinn. Do you prefer which, which Molly? You did both great. Okay, great. As well as Jennifer Holland. Uh, all in the film. And it's a wonderful kind of overview. Uh, it's done, many of these are done in more serious. There's some funny, there's some sci-fi, there's much of it. Um, it's very entertaining. But but the most important thing is it's a message to all who care about women and women's rights and rights, human rights in general. It is a call to arms. And my congratulations to to you on the work. Natasha, how quickly did this sort of come together? We are now, literally as we sit here today, almost exactly one year to the day from the Dobbs decision, which basically gutted Roe v. Wade, and a right to privacy, a, a basic human rights that along with it. Um, when did you decide that you wanted to move forward with this kind of a project? Like you said, a year ago, Roe versus Wade was overturned with the Dobbs decision. So many people in my life had such immediate, horrific, sad, angry, all the emotions, all the reactions. You know, we all felt pretty hopeless. We needed some hope and some space and some place to put all of that energy. And, you know, art has always been a way to communicate. Theater, film has always been a way to communicate ideas um, and 
and work through and process ideas um, and hurts and pains. And so within a week, I got a group of women together who I all knew who were female filmmakers. We talked about how we could channel our capabilities and our creativity into creating something that would spark a discussion about bodily autonomy, which is a basic human right bring that to the world. So within two weeks, we had scripts within one month we were filming. It felt like we were moving at a snail pace, considering how important the issues were that we were facing. Um, retrospectively, we were moving quite fast for, for making a film. Yeah. Um, and um, within three months of the Dobbs decision, we were screening at our first festival. Oh my God. Uh, this fantastic fest in Austin. And, um, you know, we thought at that point uh, there, you know, there was some hope that what we were doing would have, would help. And, and what many other people were doing would help shift the direction our country was going during, uh, and maybe we'd have an effect on midterm elections. So we tried to screen as many places as we could, um, with a lot of support from festivals who, you know, had already stopped receiving submissions before Roe versus Wade was even overturned. We didn't. And so there's still a problem and it's only gotten worse. And we're not in a really great situation for women's rights, human rights, um, basic human rights, privacy right now uh, in the United States. We still have a lot to say. And we're a year later, lucky enough that XYZ is taking the film out to the world. And, um, you know, we can continue to fight. Molly Quinn, you're in a segment, um, an episode of the film called Plan C. Tell me a little bit about how Natasha reached out to you for this role and what went into your preparation for this? Well, as soon as Tasha got in touch with me about putting Give Me an A together, I was very excited to be on board in whatever segment she wanted to be to be a part of because I just wanted to be in this movement and have a place to channel all the feelings I was having, because I was really in my feels, as the young folks say. And then when I read Plan C, I really responded to it, because uh, the idea of taking on the infomercial type space is something I find fascinating and really fun and challenging to work on as an actor, because basically I had a three-page monologue to do in, you know, five-ish hours, and it really worked because Megan Rosati, my director, uh, was a great communicator. And when I got to set, we were aligned tonally with how we wanted this to go and to see the levels of what appears to be a nice woman presenting an available birth control in this dystopian future. But as it goes on, we start to feel like, is this woman uh, being forced to make this commercial. She does not seem to be having a good time to where you finally get to the end and it almost feels like an interrogation. Like she's really exhausted at providing the last quote unquote option, which is a horrific surgery we're led to believe, you know, just something painful and wrong. Uh, You know, the whole thing just smells wrong, you know, that, that we would be forced to, um, to not have body autonomy. Uh, that we would be have our right to privacy taken away and that you only have this one available option. That just um, really struck me with what was happening in our life, that someone would be able to tell me what to do with my own body and then have nothing to do with the care of it. 
Right. You know, so you get to tell me what to do, government, but then you're not going to support me in any way or my future child in any way. Yeah. Uh, and that's really effed up. So many of these segments, so many of these films are presenting a point of view uh, in real life circumstances that I doubt most people have ever even thought of or considered. The one right. I think God, God's plan, right, with the embryos. Mm-hmm. There's one that I really doubt people understand just how far this will go. Because to your point, Molly, these people aren't fucking around. Yeah, they are not. not. They they want the power. And, you know, something that, that we've said a couple of times is, you know, for those who think this doesn't affect them, you know, that this is a women's issue right now. First off, you know, you can go to help because you should care about other people, even if they're not the same orientation as your sex as you. This is all a right to privacy issue. And if they're coming for us now, yeah. they're going to come for you next. Yeah. You know, so yeah. help us now to stop this kind of downward spiral that we that we find ourselves in. And I'm not joking around. I really see it. That's I, I, yeah. And I don't think there's a bottom to this, to, no. not, yeah. to be honest with you. You know, I feel like we sort of dance around this a lot when we talk about the film and even the film itself dances around this. Taking away access to reproductive rights, access to abortion is something that, you know, is pretty intentionally taking away rights from women. It's pretty intentionally affecting low income, you know, people disproportionately and black women disproportionately, this is kind of like a really important thing to take note of because ultimately we're taking away the opportunities for change in power structures and we're keeping things the same. And that is, you know, why the film ends uh, spoiler with, you know, these cheerleaders turning into these, these like sort of angry, powerful, hopeful, angel-esque things that are eating the patriarchy. And it's not that they're attacking men. That's not the case. We have many male allies that we're so grateful for, but it is kind of taking down the idea of this patriarchal setup that we have here. And, you know, Clarence Thomas gave the Dobbs decision in it. It said, we're coming after contraception and same-sex marriage next. Nobody's lying. Nobody's saying we're not coming after you. Right. It's right in front of our faces. And this is the way in and going after women's rights, going after abortion access and health, this, this healthcare, that's very specific splits the country. You know, we created borders in our country that we have never had before. People have to cross in. I'm in Chicago right now. Cause we just had a screening. People have to cross into Illinois to get healthcare from neighboring States. Um, people have to fly to New York, fly to California. We created borders in our own country. And so this is a pretty significant moment for our country. It's not just another weird law that harms some people. It's actually like very divisive and it's very problematic. I would just like to say something on this really quickly. Hi, Jennifer. Hi. (laughs) I was was just about to bring you into the conversation. Hi, this is Jennifer Holland. Uh, Hi, Jennifer. Hi, Mike. Uh, So the one thing that I want to just add in that's, and this is not to take away from anything that Molly and Natasha have said, but politically, I think the people behind um, this decision and their, their goals uh, with, you know, moving forward from this decision, I think are very complex, but the issue at hand of what politically is sort of dubbed as pro-life versus pro-choice means a lot to people. And there are a lot of people in this country who are very much 
in the anti-abortion camp, and that's something that they truly believe in. And I would just say that as much as the filmmakers felt isolated and angry and very intense about their emotions when, when making this film, I think that I would like to challenge uh, those people who have a different opinion to to put themselves in the uncomfortable situation of maybe coming and, and you know, uh, maybe they have a friend who has a different uh, opinion than theirs and they can join them at a screening or find this film in some way and and watch it and just try to put yourself in someone else's shoes and maybe you don't agree with it, but maybe just give it a shot because it's not a film that was just made for people who who agree with the filmmaker's view, but it was made for, for everyone uh, to start a conversation. We did create a film that I think is really watchable in a way where you can go through the feelings and emotions of these characters in, in horror and sci-fi and dark comedy. And none of the films are telling you what to think. It's saying, please think, you know, if anyone does feel like I don't want to watch a film that's telling me what to say, I, I think that you would be surprised to find that this is really just showing a lot of feelings and a lot of raw gut reactions and that it is, you know, something that's very palatable in that way that you can go into it and not necessarily have the same viewpoint as the filmmakers, but you can experience, I think, you know, Jennifer's touching on something that's like really, really important. Well, Jennifer, I want to talk about your segment. Yeah, DTF. Um, yeah, DTF. I thought it was really well done, very effective. And um, it was funny. It was funny. So. Oh, thank you. Yeah. And, and our director, Bonnie DiCepolo, did such a great job. She was such a great leader on the project. My co-star, Parker Young, was fully available and such a, such a godsend to have him opposite me in this project. I was just really grateful for yeah. everyone, the, yeah. the cast and crew uh, across the board who donated their time. But I was so excited about it. One of the things that I think about a lot is, wow, would we would we be in this situation if male rights were directly being attacked? Would we be in this situation right now? No. And I, you know, the truth is that I just don't think we would. There's no denying that women are still second class citizens to some degree. It's it's something that, you know, we should have a conversation about it. It's not really that big of a of an accomplishment when you're when you're taking away rights from people who who are already, you know, second class citizens to some degree. And so I thought this was a really interesting segment in that it 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 said, okay, well, what if what if what if some of your rights were taken away and you know, what would that look like and and how does that manifest itself? And so I thought it was and it was doing it in a in a way that was sort of wry and funny. And so yeah. it was really exciting. I just want to let people know that the film Give Me an A is going to be screening around the country. And there are also ways in which you can be part of the solution here. There are all kinds of organizations that if you're listening to the sound of our conversation, you can contribute to a couple that are named here. Uh, the New York Abortion Access Fund, the National Network of Abortion Funds in Los Angeles, Midwest Access Coalition in Chicago and in Austin, AVOV. So be looking for ways in which not only can you be a part of the cinematic experience, but also you can be part of the solution here. There are I love so many of the segments. I'm going to pull out a couple. I love Abigail. 
I think that's great. I love the way I love that the conversation. Um, and also Vesectopia. <laughs> We gotta yeah. find our workarounds. Yeah, yeah. You know, with DTF the uh, found, I believe, DTF on the workaround with the contract Vasectopia is a land where you can go get your vasectomy and yeah, nice time. And we're using the AT and T, uh, the AT and T girl, right? Isn't that <laughs> yes. the woman from, uh, from AT and T? Yeah, yes. yeah. She's great. She really has a great presence. Obviously, she does a good job with the, with the the ads. But I thought she was very effective in this film. Yeah, so. Milana is really incredible. She's an incredible woman. Um, also, mm -hmm. you know, she's done a lot to to speak out in the past, even before Roe versus Wade was overturned, about. Yeah. Um, you know, being open about abortion and access to reproductive rights and access to reproductive health care. You know, as a, as a woman herself, she's a director, and uh, you know, she directs. I think maybe all of those AT and T commercials at this point, um, and has for many years. So she she's an incredible person, and she did a wonderful job with with that. She was this great segment. There's so many. I mean, we could really truly. And there yeah. was also the sci-fi, the kind of horror segments in the film as well. I really do think, and this has kind of been said a lot, that this is an issue that is going to resonate moving forward. We saw some amazing, unexpected results in places like Kansas back in 2022. I think it will continue to be, this is an incredibly important political issue until we get it right. Yeah, we have a lot of work to do. And we just have to, you know, it's a, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Yep. And um, I hope that this film is, is a tiny contribution to a significant amount of work that still needs to be done. Absolutely. Well, congratulations to all of you for your work and uh, all the best, all the best Thank moving you. forward. Yeah. Um, we've been talking with uh, Natasha Alevi, the director and organizer, ringleader, if you will, of Give Me an A. We've also been talking with the actor Molly Quinn and Jennifer Holland on their segments in the film Give Me an A and um, continue your work. Thank you so very much for spending some time with us. Thank you. Same to you, Mike. Thank Thanks, you. Mike. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio. Thank you.